everybody. Welcome back to Illuminate, a podcast series from Hope Fellowship Church where we share stories to inspire growth and encourage engagement in our community. I'm Hannah Bowen. I'm the worship arts coordinator here at Hope. And I'm Nathan Beer. I am the connection and college pastor here at Hope Fellowship Church. And what are we doing today, Nathan? Well, today we're going to encourage you, attempt to hear y'all's feedback. I know you can't speak to us as you're listening to this, as well as kind of set up what we're doing next week. And then also just to provide a time uh, where we get to kind of speak some truth from Scripture. Today we wanted to express some excitement because uh, the next couple of weeks, our next guest that we're going to be having on, not this episode, um, but the future couple episodes that are that are coming, um, we're going to be talking with Reverend Dr. Thomas M. Beer. Yes, he does share a same last name as me. He would be none other than my father. But we're extremely excited because he is a marriage and family counselor as well as a ninth grade honors biology teacher and has been a pastor for the past 30 years. So he's a man that has done a lot of different things, but we're just excited to talk to him about what to do when we don't know what to do, uh, What? how do we cope uh, when things don't go our way, what do we do with situations like 2020 uh, or like like situations that have occurred because of everything that 2020 has thrown at us? How do we handle those things? What do our relationships look like in a world that is becoming more and more polarized? And how do we focus on um, just loving each other well? And how do we do that in a healthy way? I feel like there are so many more questions than just that that we have. Uh, And this is where we really want you guys to kind of just come in and and send us your questions, whether it's uh, Nathan at HopeAndAnderson.com or Hannah at com. Yeah, and we just want you to send in your questions to us and really express maybe some honest thoughts. We're not going to – we won't share it if you just want to maybe just vent through an email. But we would love to, to see questions that you guys have as, as it relates to this soul care, this mental health uh, of what do I do when I don't know what to do and how do I cope with certain things and or, or how do I know when a relationship is at its end and, and it's okay to give that relationship up. Um, whatever questions you have, we really want to hear them because we would love to be able to speak to a professional. Even though he is my dad, he's still a professional outside of being my dad. Um, and just speak to a professional on that as someone who's been through a lot, a lot of different life experiences and who's helped a lot of people along their life journey. I'm really excited for it, um, partly because I get to talk to a man who I've looked up to for all of my life, and but talk to him in a different light and a different setting than I normally do. Yeah, and if you don't have any questions on those topics, we'd still love to hear from you uh, if there's been a specific story or topic we've covered in the past uh, few episodes. We're on episode 13 now. That's crazy. crazy. It crazy. feels like we started two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and so if uh, there's something that you've enjoyed that kind of helps us to know what is effective for you. Um, maybe even if you're not a part of Hope Fellowship listening to this, how you found out about the podcast. Uh, we would love to to hear that and uh, what made you stay <laughs> and, and just thank you for listening. It's so cool that we get to share these conversations with you and, and get inside your head for 30-ish minutes uh, every week. And in the least creepy way possible, <laughs> we would really love to know if you're listening outside of the country, uh, we would just love to know who you are, how you even heard about us. We just think one thing that I think we've talked about a lot as so many churches have had to go to online platforms through COVID, 
of the opportunities for people to see churches, to hear speakers, to watch worship, and to experience different and experience and engage in different kinds of worship. Uh, how many people have gotten to do that in different areas and settings? I, I think that's so cool to be able to see. So we'd love to hear from you in any way, shape, or form, whether you're asking a question, whether you're saying what's been helpful to you, whether you are just uh, saying uh, thank you or do this better, whatever it is, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we really are going to look at these and, and really try to answer these questions. So over the past several weeks, we've been looking at politics and the way we interact with culture through a gospel lens and how our faith informs our thinking. And so today I want to shift gears a bit, uh, just have a time of intentional encouragement and together reprioritize what really matters because it's easy to get caught up in these really heavy things. There's a lot of darkness in our world that uh, can be consuming at times, but to let this be a pause in your week and your day to recenter on what really matters. Yeah. Just to reiterate that and just to emphasize it again of just how heavy all of these topics are that we've covered not to just wash over them. We've enjoyed those conversations. That doesn't diminish how informative and how helpful those conversations have been. But they have been exhausting at times. Uh, and we're sure that they've probably been something exhausting to you guys as you guys are processing through all of this information in this podcast, but also just in the news, in the world, on social media. And so we just kind of, like what Hannah said, this is just a beautiful moment where we can kind of take some time and really ask this question, what really matters? Uh, what really matters when it comes down to what happens tomorrow, Tuesday, November 3rd? What really matters when it comes down to a tire blowing out and us sitting for five hours? What, what really matters in this life when everything else seems to take precedence uh, and everything is demanding our time and attention and energy? Uh, just really take a moment of this podcast to help all of us refocus our heart. So when it comes to what comes first in our priorities or what really matters the most in our life, I think first and foremost, the thing that matters is Jesus Christ and him crucified. More than anything else, more than anyone else, more than anything that could ever demand our attention, Jesus is not only the most deserving, but also is whether or not we are placing him at number one priority in our life is going to be the number one most important thing of this entire world, whether we recognize that or not, that doesn't change his position uh, in this world or in heaven. And so for us, that's what we really have to come back to when everything else starts to muddy up the waters, so to speak, and our vision starts to get clouded over by the busyness and craziness of life, by sicknesses, by pandemics, by numbers like 2020 that all come right after each other. What, whatever it is, it's important for us to really come back and center ourselves around this truth that Jesus is the most important thing in this entire world. I always come back to this passage of scripture where he says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That anything else besides him is not the way, anything else besides him is not the truth, and anything else besides him is not the life. And I think for us to start this conversation and to start this moment of refocusing our hearts, we have to start it with an understanding that Jesus is the number one priority in our lives. Yeah, and I think it's uh, difficult and it, it can be discouraging as a Christian on our faith walk to to feel like I love Jesus with my whole heart, so why is my focus not always on him? Right. Why am I so easily distracted? 
And I think uh, there's something to be said about consistency. We know God is the most consistent presence in our lives. He is unchanging um, across all time, across character. Um, but the world around us is ever changing. And uh, think about like a, if you work in a kitchen, a lot of times you'll have timers going off. Yeah. And that timer, uh, as annoying as it is, as uh, as much as it grabs your attention, if it's going for so long, your brain tunes it out, you know, because it's more interested in, in what's changing. That constant right. fades to the background. I'm sure someone with a better psychology background could, like, have a <laughs> wiser explanation as to why that happens. But it happens for all of us. Um, and I think the way for us to overcome that is to daily encounter more of him to recognize all the different ways that he manifests his presence in the world around us and the people around us to dive deeper into his word and see just the intricate detail (laughs) of um of this god-breathed word that he's given to us to experience today through prayer, through daily conversation, um, and and not allow the ever-changing news cycle to be more attention-grabbing than the indescribable. Great song. <laughs> like, yeah, all of the worship songs are popping in my head. <laughs> Every worship song description you have, <laughs> fill in your favorite yeah. Bethel lyric here, God of the Universe, um, to capture our attention. Yeah, I think one quick thing maybe on that is I'm reminded of that truth of last Thursday when we had that massive storm come through in the middle of the night. And for me, I think one of the most beautiful moments that I love to just sit in creation is after a storm. Mm. Because after that whole hurricane, there's trees everywhere. There's leaves. Obviously, that's very sad for those who are severely impacted. Maybe this is not going to come across the best way possible. Because all of a sudden, after all of this chaos that's just happened... And after all this, this this dead silence where there's no animals, you can't hear any bugs, birds have stopped chir- chirping, that morning you step out and all of a sudden there's rays of sunshine poking through the clouds. You can start to hear like the birds starting to kind of get back to life. But it's just such a beautiful example and picture that God gives us. And I think like what you're saying, it's moments like that where we could just write that off as storm's over, let's keep going on with life. But God gives us so many moments where we can intentionally spend time with him and recognize his presence there in that moment of just a picture of redemption that that is. After a crazy storm, all of a sudden life starts to come from that storm, right? There's so many different examples of Jesus throughout our world that he's setting off those timers, right? And I think that that's one thing that can happen. And I think that I'm interpreting your illustration correctly Mm -hmm. when I say we just start to tune out those timers and they just become this normal normal part of our day. But man, if, we, if we're we not attentive to those timers, something's going to burn. Uh, it's not going to taste good, right? And a dish that could have been so much better is going to be ruined because we ignored something that was blaring in our ear. And it's not always a blaring. Sometimes it is just a soft chirp of a bird coming back to life after a terrifying storm. And it's just one of those beautiful pictures that he gives us. And he gives us that so much more than just one moment mm. out of a week. It's if you really sit down and look, you can find how even creation prioritizes Jesus more than anything else, right? Mm. And I think that in and of itself is the most beautiful picture of creator and creation. And he gives us those examples so that we can do the same thing in our life. I think, uh, one thank you for sharing that illustration. I think that that's just such a beautiful thing to think of. 
Um, I'm staring at this poster in Hannah's office right now <laughs> of leaves that are broken and dead and they transition into this life. And I think that's just exactly what happens in our walk that he sets off these timers that allow us to keep a renewing life in our, li- in our lives and continue on this road of sanctification that we're on to becoming more like Jesus and prioritizing him more in our life. Yeah. And second to that, um, keeping through this topic of prior prioritizing what should capture our attention is people. God's heart is for people. So our heart should be for people. If you're watching or if you're listening to this on a Monday, uh, maybe you're going to vote tomorrow. Maybe you're listening to this after voting. Uh, and you've just been surrounded by a lot of people who are different than you, or maybe they are the same. Um, and you're able to, to find some unity in that, to, to recognize that we were all created by God for a purpose, no matter what we look like, no matter what political beliefs we've come to hold uh, because of the backgrounds that have shaped us or the, the ways of thinking that um, instead of our differences becoming the most present thing in our minds when we look at other people to focus in on our likeness um, that we were created to worship God and that our heart should be for that above anything else that would divide us. Yeah, I I think it's just a a poignant point, poignant point to make, (laughs) especially because of what's happening either tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, whatever, it'll probably be happening for a couple months with Malin, who are we kidding? But (laughs) just a good point to make that when we aren't prioritizing Jesus first and when we aren't seeing him first, it can be easy to place everything else uh, above him and then above our relationship with Jesus, right? Two greatest commandments to love God and to love others. Like those are the two greatest commandments that Jesus clearly lays out for us. And so I think to not do both of those things in that order sounds maybe too harsh, but it's a sin, right? Like if we're not loving others actively and unconditionally, a first Corinthians 13 love, it's a sin. Like he's really clear about that. And there are moments when we mess up on that. There are moments when uh, we get upset at people who are fans of different sports teams or say words differently than we do or think differently than we do or vote for a different person than we do. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that we are called to love God first, to prioritize him first in our life, and then second, to prioritize people. And then the third thing that everything else, which mm-hmm. is maybe just the most frustrating thing to say because everything <laughs> else is a lot. <laughs> but I think one question, Hannah, that I wanted to ask you as we kind of are talking about these priorities and after we've had all of these discussions about politics and they've been really awesome conversations and informational. And as we've talked about, even prayer and our relationship with God, um, I just kind of wanted to ask, why is it so easy to lose focus of what really matters? Like what you said at the very mm. beginning, you said there are those frustrations because like, for instance, I love Jesus with all of my heart. And yet how many times do I prioritize other things over than him? Mm. And I get so frustrated at that. And I know that there are so many other brothers and sisters in Christ who are fresh have those same frustrations. And for me, I, I always go back to that question of why is it so easy to lose focus? Why is it so easy to prioritize something ahead of him? when we have dedicated our entire lives, I mean, for Hannah and me, we've dedicated our lives to the point of like, I'm staking Jesus being real. And the fact that my entire livelihood is dependent on him, not just like a spiritual livelihood, but like 
if it turns out that he's not real, then I don't know what I'm doing as a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the job's kind of pointless if he's not real, right? Mm-hmm. So in the sense of that I'm staking it that much, you know, I'm staking my livelihood on that truth so much so, and yet I still put my focus uh, or I still still prioritize things ahead of them. What do you think is the reason why it's so easy to lose focus? Yeah, I think as people were trapped in this perspective that what we think and what we feel is the best way to think and feel. Mm. Um, And unless something else comes into our lives to move us, we continue on that path. When it comes to our desires, we are given this uh, God-created desire for him. Um, And so our desire is to fill it, but our instinct is to fill that hole uh, with whatever is closest, with whatever is easiest. And our biggest temptation that all of us face is to accomplish that on our own without him because we don't like to be weak. (laughs) And we we want to be self-sufficient and we want to be in control and we want to be the savior. And to give up that role as savior is the hardest thing that we can do. It sparks way too many thoughts in my head. (laughs) Uh, All what you said, yes. There are things that almost are demanding um, our attention or demanding our time um, that are seemingly so important that then the focus is shifted from Christ to fill in the blank. Um, For work, for instance, even working in a church, we can lose focus of Jesus because of the mundane busy work that happens in the day-to-day that is seemingly so important to what we do here at a church. And then when we take that God perspective of you're seeing the whole picture, you start to kind of remove all of the busyness of life. And I remember when I, someone someone told me about, you know, Living Simply or, or like there are shows out there like Marie Kondo um, or you hear of Christians who went and lived in a cave uh, because they wanted to get away from the craziness of life. I don't know if that's the answer, but I think that's probably one of the easier ways, not Marie Kondo, but living in a cave <laughs> uh, is probably the, one of the easier ways to like not letting things distract you in life. Like mm-hmm. it would be so easy to just, to an extent, it would be so easy to go live in a cave and not have any concerns in the world except for following Jesus. Mm. But I think it's, we live in a world that is broken, that is sinful, and that is prioritizing something besides Jesus. And so we're living in that world and we're caught in this in-between um, where we're really struggling to survive in a world that doesn't put God first while also thrive <laughs> in a world <laughs> where God exists. Uh, yeah. And it's, I don't know. I think that's one of my favorite questions that I've been asking. I think I've been asking a lot of college students lately. They're like, are you surviving and thriving? And most of them just say they're surviving, <coughs> which I think that's probably everyone right now. Mm. Um, but I think that's just it's so hard to balance that, that a world just almost demands that we don't put God first if we really want to thrive in this world. The thing that's been going through my head is that um, the way we live is going to look like foolishness to the world. Like we are right. assured that in scripture. Right. And at times it might be even helpful to ask, like, if there is no aspect of our life that looks like foolishness to the world, like, are we fully committed to incorporating the gospel in our lives and are we allowing it to be the foundation of our decisions? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, to the world, our jobs look like foolishness. And I can't tell you how many times 
uh, in the past two and a half years of being involved with vocational ministry, I have felt the feelings of the world start to seep into my heart because I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe this is foolishness. Like maybe this isn't what I need to be doing. I, I mean, I could be doing more help if I worked at a food bank or, you know, or, or something like that. And I could just, we could do a podcast on the side or we could do some of this work on the side. But at the end of the day, it it's going to look like foolishness. And yes, we have to keep ourselves in check of if we're really loving God and loving the community around us that God has placed us in. But I think for us as Christians, we can get existential about our belief even mm. more so than just a vocational job. But like, man, maybe this part of my life that I've dedicated to Christ, maybe I should kind of take this back over because it seems kind of foolish to be giving away some resources that I actually kind of need um, or that my kids might need in the future uh, or, or even think a certain way because Christ, this Bible that was written thousands of years ago tells me to think a certain way. We can get so existential in, in those things. But it's so important to understand like what you just said. We are assured that this is going to look foolish. We are assured that we are going to be mocked and ridiculed. Mm. And so basically you're going to be treated how I was in sixth grade is what they're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing. We can get so existential about our faith to the point where we start to change. It sounds weird, but almost like we're being peer pressured into following the world rather than Christ. Absolutely. And maybe that sounds too simplified, but I think that's the plain and simple point. And it comes from when we stop prioritizing God first in our life. Mm -hmm. And it genuinely comes back to that every single time. You're feeling hopeless about a situation in the world. You're feeling so down. Besides a chemical imbalance in your brain, if you're feeling so hopeless about the situation that could happen tomorrow and Tuesday, we have to look like, is Jesus really prioritized first in our life to where everything that happens in the world we care about, but not to the point where it affects uh, our eternal hope. It doesn't affect what our hope is placed in. And if it's really affecting that, that's where we have to take this step back, like what we're doing in this episode of this podcast and saying, what really matters? Mm -hmm. It It's at the end of the day, it's not who's elected. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's not where I invest my money and what funds I, I put or where I put my funds in the stock market and, and do I bet it all on red or do I do something <laughs> like it's it, at the end of the day, it, none of that matters. Mm. And, and yes, we, we care for those things. Like, yes, we vote for people. Yes, we do all those things and we set up trust funds and we set up our future. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm. At the end of the day, Jesus is the first priority in our life. He is the bread of life. He's the sustenance of our life. He's the provider of our life. He gives us everything that we could possibly need. And, and I think that's that's where we have to view politics. That's where we have to view uh, our lives. That's where we have to view finances. That's where we have to view schedules of sports and, and all those things. Like, it doesn't matter. And just to clarify, like, this isn't to say that sports don't matter or right. politics don't matter and that you shouldn't take action and and care about these things but what we want you to take away uh, is that those can never come before our hope in christ or before the work of the spirit in our lives if fill in the blank uh, whatever is taking your time and attention in your heart if it's taking it away from god that's when reprioritization needs to happen and that even happens for the two of us, um, again, in these recent conversations we've been having, that our work can take priority above 
God's will for our lives, even though we're working for a church. Right. And it might be easy to say, you know, well, like these things that are taking our time, you know, because it's ultimately for God, it's fine. But we both have the spirit working in our hearts, nudging us saying, you know, that's not the case. People matter. And right. and if what you're doing is taking your time and energy away from the people I've placed around you, then something's wrong. Yeah. When I'm really focusing on Jesus first, it's weird how everything else just slowly starts to fit into the blocks that they were always meant to fit into. Mm-hmm. And it comes first from putting Jesus first, not by creating a schedule, not even by creating a list of, well, let me pri- let me write out a priorities list. It's no, just put number one, Jesus, and start doing that one really well. And even taking it one step further, like if the things that you're doing is taking you away from being able to spend even an hour to or two hours with God in a day, mm-hmm. just because we can't see him doesn't mean we can't spend time with him. And I think we do that so much of we just kind of say like 10 minutes is enough with him because I'm just going to be praying with him for the rest. But I mean, like what, what you've said rings true like if anything is taking our time away from loving god and loving others we seriously have to consider what we're doing and that extends even beyond like your immediate family i think that's the hardest one like for me it's like well i spent time with cassie today so we're good it's like well the world is more than just cassie like even then like when he says to love others he's not just talking about the people that are easiest for you to love so we just wanted to wrap up this podcast with a moment of us meditating on scriptures that help to refocus our hearts on what really matters. And so if you would, whatever you're doing, um, I normally listen to this podcast when I'm doing dishes, um, just kind of start meditating right now on these scriptures and on the truths that God is communicating to us through these God-inspired people. First Peter 5, verses 6 through 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Romans eight twenty six through 28 Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Jeremiah seventeen seven and 8 Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy 
and my burden is light. Joshua 1, 9 Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalm 18, 1-3 I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. 2 Timothy 1, 6-9 For this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave in Jesus Christ before the ages began. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to him. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Just wanted to say thank you again so much for listening to us, not just in this episode, but week after week. We appreciate getting to come together with you and and have these conversations. Uh, And just wanted to remind you that you can send us your questions on what to do when things don't go our way, whether you have a question on coping or having a healthy soul uh, or mental health in a gospel lens, conflict resolution, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear your questions uh, and talk about those together next week. Yeah, and don't forget to tune in next week as we'll be talking with Dr. Reverend Beer uh, and just getting to see his heart for this topic uh, and just also hopefully to answer some of your questions. So we love you guys and we'll see you guys next week.